Welcome to the Steve's Digest. Today is April 7th, 2021. I'm Chris Campbell. Don't forget to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to stay up to date with news from around the world of international dispute resolution. We begin this week with the news. This week begins with solemn news and solemn hearts as the international legal community mourns the loss of one of its heroes. Last week, Emmanuel Gaillard passed away. Mr. Gaillard was renowned for his knowledge and contributions to the field of international arbitration and legal scholarship. Colleagues have called him an inspirational mentor, teacher, and colleague. In confirming his untimely demise, his own firm lamented that he was a totem in the world of international arbitration and a source of inspiration for lawyers across the world. Arbitrators, practitioners, academics, and clients universally admired him for his brilliance, integrity, humanity, and dedication. Mr. Gaillard was perhaps best known for his work in representing former shareholders of Yukos against Russia in a long-running $50 billion arbitration claim and related enforcement proceedings, and was also active in the Africa-related arbitration community. In particular, in 2018, he represented an Angolan energy company in a $2 billion energy dispute. This is just one of his over 350 appearances as counsel. He also chaired the International Arbitration Institute and Arbitration Academy and had visiting commitments at Harvard, Yale, and Geneva, and was active within a number of activities around the world of international arbitration. He will be missed and his presence will undoubtedly be felt by many throughout the world whom he impacted and imprinted his legacy. We take just a moment of silence to recognize this loss. Then, other unsettling news if you're an employer, as an unanticipated surge of business failures continues from 2020 into 2021 from the global pandemic and results in attorneys considering the question of how troubled companies and their creditors will deal with the largely untested interaction between insolvency and international arbitration. The global pandemic has devastated companies large and small, particularly in the sectors of travel, hospitality, and entertainment but also in the blue-chip domains of manufacturing, retail, and energy. For many businesses, a sharp decline in revenue led to a liquidity crunch severe enough to threaten debt service and raise the specter of bankruptcy. Some of the earliest emergency measures adopted by many governments in 2020 were designed to stave off the tsunami of insolvencies. While internal lending, tax breaks, and similar steps will be enough to bridge the gap for some businesses, corporate insolvencies are expected to rise significantly around the world this year. In the U.S., for example, bankruptcies are projected to increase some 57% from 2019 to 2021. This kind of disruption has not been seen in years, probably at least since the financial crisis of 2008. As it did then, the mass failure of businesses raises the question as to how troubled companies and their creators will deal with the largely untested interaction between insolvency and arbitration. Only time will tell how this roller coaster will lead consumers, economies across the globe, and the lawyers that advise them. After that, some positive news out of Singapore, as the Singapore International Arbitration Center reports a record 1,080 cases in 2020 involving disputes from across sectors, valuing some $11.25 billion. Such data marks the first time that the CX caseload has crossed the 1,000 mark. Further, this achievement represents a 125% increase from the 479 new cases filed in 2019. Cases ranged across a number of sectors and included parties, counsel, and arbitrators from around the world. The full figures, as well as a deeper analysis of the composition of the caseload, can be found in the annual report as released on SEAC's website. 
Then, on to Latin America, as mining company Veil claims victory in a protracted legal dispute with billionaire Benny Stein via one of his companies involved in an iron ore project in Guyana. The Rio de Janeiro-based firm Veil reports that Brazilian federal prosecutors closed an investigation into its CEO, Eduardo Bartolomeu, and other executives over alleged illegal practices related to the Semendo iron ore deposit. Vail says the closure of this investigation supports its position and reorients attention back to Mr. Steinmetz, who the company alleges owes Vail some $2 billion following an arbitration award. The latest development may signal the beginning of the end of the nearly decade-long dispute with Vail, moving to enforce arbitral awards provided by a London-based tribunal. The website Mining.com provides a full analysis. Now, on to opportunities. And this week we've got some exciting ones as the tech company Tesla seeks a consumer litigation counsel. Candidates should have four plus years of litigation experience and be licensed in the United States. The successful candidate will support Tesla in all forms of consumer litigation related to both energy and auto products and services. This will include a large consumer docket including negotiations, resolutions for pre-litigation demands, lawsuits, and arbitrations as well as advising the business on reducing and mitigating litigation risk. The position is based in Fremont, California, and more information is available on the company's website. Then, international law firm DLA Piper is seeking a commercial litigation associate to join its Calgary offices. The ideal candidate should have two to five years of commercial litigation experience and be willing to work on a variety of legal matters across sectors and be able to practice law in Canada. In particular, familiarity with the legal mechanisms in Alberta would be an advantage. More information is available on the firm's website. Then, Squire Patton Boggs is seeking a contentious and regulatory sports associate to join its London offices. The firm calls this a, quote, rare opportunity, end quote, for a diverse sports lawyer to join the dynamic and busy sports practice across a number of athletic endeavors, including appearing in front of the Court of Arbitration for Sport and other regulatory bodies. Further details are available on the firm's website and invites an open conversation about the position rather than listing specific details for interested candidates. Full information is available on the firm's website. Finally, for this week in Opportunities, Nixon Peabody seeks a part-time litigation department attorney to join its Los Angeles-based team. The ideal candidate should have two or more years of products liability experience, including taking and defending depositions, researching and drafting pleadings, and other activities. Finally, ending this week with events, the Chartered Institute of Arbitrators presents Introduction to International Arbitration Associates course. The course is a two-day program comprising virtual interaction workshops to introduce the practice of international arbitration from inception to enforcement and features an all-star lineup of practitioners from across the North American branch and will be informative for anyone looking to get introduced or sharpen their knowledge of international arbitration. Then on April 8th, Uncentral hosts a webinar event titled Regional Perspective of Uncentral ADR Instruments on Easing of Doing Business in Asia and the Pacific. This event is co-organized with the Bangladesh International Arbitration Center. The webinar will explore how Uncentral ADR instruments serve as a means of local counsel to strengthen a legally enabling environment for doing business in the region. Further information is available on the Uncentral website. Next up, on April 14th, the International Law Association's American branch announces its Investment Arbitration Workshop, the latest challenges in Latin America. The inaugural workshop is the first in a series of events on cutting-edge issues in different regions. And this installment brings together distinguished practitioners in the region to discuss how they see a path ahead for investment arbitration in Latin America. 
The speakers will debate the significance of human rights and corruption issues in recent investment arbitrations, as well as how the investment protection system may modernize to resolve these and other recurring challenges in Latin America. After that, just a couple of quick programming notes as we get out of here this week. First up, it is hard to believe that we have been doing Disputes Digest for almost six months now. And it has been so awesome to connect with so many of you from across the community and across the globe and bringing content to you every week. The next phase in the show means that we will be experimenting with some new features and hosts here on the show. So if you hear some new or different voices or the schedule or episode changes a bit, I haven't fired myself. We are just seeing how some new things work out for the show. And finally, on that note, after a nice long break in uh, off-season stretch, Tales of the Tribunal is back in action next week with some blockbuster episodes you won't want to miss. In fact, our week one guest is someone who has been running the arbitration press circuit. Who knew that was a thing? and is a history maker and trailblazer in our own right. Claudia Solomon, the recently appointed ICC Corp president who will be taking office this summer, steps into the digital studio. Indeed, the first two episodes of season three will be a back-to-back -back feature with the following week, including a conversation with outgoing president Alexi Moore. So, if those first two episodes are any indication, we have some great content lined up for you in season three. In any case, that is it for this week. Remember to follow Tales of the Tribunal on LinkedIn to leave a review and if you can, share with a friend or colleague. Any comments or feedback for the show can be sent to talesofthetribunal at gmail.com. Until next week, this has been the Speeds Digest by Tales of the Tribunal.